January 26th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament today, we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 17. We'll read verses 10 through 27. Listen to the King. This event was a picture of the coming kingdom and a proof that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of the living God. The law, Moses, and the prophets, Elijah, all converge in him. But the thing Peter remembered most was the emphasis on the unchanging Word of God. The memory of visions will fade, but the Word endures forever. So trust the King. Jesus gave the disciples power to cast out demons, but their unbelief and lack of prayer robbed them of the power they needed. We cannot stay on the mountain of glory. There are needs to be met in the valley. So obey the king. The tax was an annual assessment of the Jewish men for the support of the temple. Jesus affirmed his kingship by controlling a coin and a fish. But he affirmed his servanthood by submitting to their demands. Lest we offend them, he said. It's good principle when you lay aside your rights, but be careful not to set aside God's truth. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 26th, Matthew chapter 17, verses 10 through 27. His, Jesus' disciples, asked, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to set everything in order. But, I tell you, he has already come. But he wasn't recognized, and he was badly mistreated. And soon the Son of Man will also suffer at their hands. Then the disciples realized he had been speaking of John the Baptist. When they arrived at the foot of the mountain, A huge crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, You stubborn, faithless people, how long must I be with you until you believe? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy, and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, Why couldn't we cast out that demon? You didn't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I assure you, even if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, You could say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. One day, after they had returned to Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed. He will be killed. But three days later, he will be raised from the dead. And the disciples' hearts were filled with grief. On their arrival in Capernaum, The tax collectors for the temple tax came to Peter and asked him, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Of course he does, Peter replied. Then he went into the house to talk to Jesus about it. But before he had a chance to speak, Jesus asked him, What do you think, Peter? 
Do kings tax their own people, or the foreigners they have conquered? They tax the foreigners, Peter replied. Well then, Jesus said, the citizens are free. However, we don't want to offend them. So go down to the lake and throw in a line. Open the mouth of the first fish you catch, and you will find a coin. Take the coin and pay the tax for both of us. Will our pets be in heaven? Now, let's just establish one thing. No cats in heaven, in my opinion. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, um, but no, really, though, you know, we might, some might laugh that of all pets in heaven. People get very attached to their pets. And what, is there a possibility your pet could be in heaven? Well, you know, I've got two chapters uh, in the, the Big Heaven book, uh, one on uh, animals, and it relates to Romans 8, Isaiah 60, a passage that refers to a number of animals uh, and definitely refers to the new earth because it's cited twice, Isaiah 60 in Revelation 21 and 22, an application of the new earth, that it's part of God's whole creation. So because the whole creation groans with a longing for deliverance, and it's not just human beings, it emphasizes the whole creation is currently suffering. Well, who else besides human beings suffers? Animals. And they're and the whole creation's looking forward to a deliverance. It sounds like some beings be, besides humans who are now suffering will experience the relief of that suffering and will be part of life on a new earth. And again, that conforms to uh, Isaiah 60 uh, and Ezekiel 47 and a few other Old Testament passages as well. Then the question becomes, would, could some of those animals uh, that God restores as part of a new creation... Could they be uh, pets? Well, my question would be, why not? If there's going to be some animals, why not animals that God entrusted to the stewardship and care of his people? And by the way, if you want to read a fascinating passage on this sometime, I reread it the other day. Genesis chapter 9, where God makes his covenant with Noah, he repeatedly, I believe it's six or seven times, says, I make this covenant with you, and with all the living creatures that walk the ground and swim in the seas. You go, why does he repeatedly keep saying that he's making a covenant with animals? Well, because he views animals as the second most important entities on this planet. Human beings are first, animals are second. And for whatever reason, he actually has a plan for them. And I think that's another passage that would indicate... God has a future purpose for animals. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that we'll rule over certain things in the new earth, and probably because I've mocked cats so many times, I'll rule over a lot of cats or yeah, something. If, if, if there were a purgatory, it might be you with the cats. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but no. Psalm 22, verses 1 through 18. This is about crucifixion. Because he was a prophet, David was able to write about the Messiah centuries before he came. Crucifixion was not a Jewish form of capital punishment, yet David described it accurately. As we listen, we'll see Jesus at Calvary, his cry to the Father, the period of darkness, the ridicule of the people, his thirst and pain, his pierced hands and feet, it's all here, and the gambling for his clothes, even that is here in this psalm. 
Remember, He endured all of these things for you. Psalm 22, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of David, be sung to the tune, Doe of the Dawn. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you remain so distant? Why do you ignore my cries for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy. The praises of Israel surround your throne. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. You heard their cries for help and saved them. They put their trust in you and were never disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you when I was a nursing infant. I was thrust upon you at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near, and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in, like roaring lions attacking their prey. They come at me with open mouths. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count every bone in my body. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my clothes among themselves and throw dice for my garments. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 7 through 14. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Run from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and hand over to merciless people everything you have achieved in life. Strangers will obtain your wealth, and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. Afterward, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body, and you will say, How I hated discipline! If only I had not demanded my own way! Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to those who gave me instruction? I have come to the brink of utter ruin, and now I must face public disgrace. Proverbs 5, verses 7-14